0: Boys, girls, children of all ages, you're listening to the Art of the Matter Play for the Week special. Broadcasting to you from the Art of the Matter headquarters on the Art of the Matter podcast stream, courtesy of Art of the Matter Studios. And to hear the name of the show repeated some more, please log on to www.cambridgecomedy.blogspot.com. You may be wondering why there was no show last week. This is because, and uh, this is an actual thing which actually happened, there was a flood in the CUR 1350 studio. An actual flood which actually stopped me from coming in to broadcast to the Cambridge nation. Actually. So apologies to anybody who found themselves stood up by their iTunes. And I do, of course, promise that all necessary flood prevention techniques have been put in place for the future. Apologies those of you lovely gorgeous kindly people who tuned in two weeks ago will be able to cast your minds gleefully back down memory lane and pleasantly recall that the end of the world is nigh and the art of the matter is approaching its doom each week our noble broadcast drifts closer and closer to the chopping board as the corrupt head honchos of cur thirteen fifty threaten us with cancellation In an attempt to stem this inexorable tide of failure, we have pledged to broadcast a different genre of radio each week, no matter who we offend or how many people we have to rip off. We will make our point, and you will have no choice but to listen. Last week we presented a fully functioning sonnet chart show, counting down the best poets in Cambridge. You may theorise that this exceptional piece of broadcasting won us back legions of departed fans well you sir would be wrongity wrong our ratings plummeted forwards like a tray of tea and crumpets being thrown from the mathematical bridge leaving us with no choice this week but to rip it all up and start again lurching forever onwards to another genre of radio In this episode, I will present the first ever Art of the Matter Play of the Week. And here to introduce it is the director, writer and producer, Mr. Tony McGough. Hello there, Tony. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, You well? Tolerable. Excellent. Now, pleasantries over. You wrote the current Art of the Matter Play of the Week. Would you care to tell us uh, what it's called and what it's about? Okay, well,
1: thank you very, very much for uh, tuning in tonight, listeners, because you're going to get a real treat. The world premiere of a brand new radio play entitled Carry On Up The Cam. It's a tribute to, or perhaps a pastiche of, the great lost age of British comedy, in particular the Carry On movies. It's been a long time coming, it's been the product of much sweat and tears, and an entire team of undergrads had worked very hard on it. I mean, it really did take literally several hours to piece together, and I must say I'm very pleased with the results. Wow, sounds like we're in for a treat, folks. And uh, where exactly do you get your inspiration from, Tony? Well, mainly from the fact that these movies, you know, Carry On and the like, have dated so much, fallen so out of step with the times, that you really can't watch them in the same way anymore. The way these films treat women, and to some extent homosexuals, really is a disgrace. They're shot through with prejudice, anger, hatred. It's quite disgusting. So I thought, you know, after so many years have passed, maybe it's time for us to recreate this tone exactly. Throw in a hint of irony, a splash of parody, and really show these movies up for what they are. I thought, why not play with the juxtaposition of two separate timescales? The era of political correctness, as represented by now, and the era of rampant bigotry and sexism,
0: as represented by the world of Carry On. Why not indeed, why not indeed. So, if you'll allow me to do the honours, let us all have a little listen to Carry On Up The Cam. present carry on up the cam starring Sid James Kenneth Williams and Barbara Windsor The 1980s were a difficult time for Cambridge. Women were being admitted to the university, and some men feared the spunk accompanying this generation of academically adventurous trailblazers. One of the last colleges to allow female admission was Peterhouse, Cambridge. This is the story of their battle for supremacy.
2: Ah, all is well. Life is good. There hasn't been a single change at Peterhouse since the Magna Carta... Williams here? Yes, Vice-Chancellor, Kenneth Williams. What? What the devil? No, no, no. Peterhouse is and shall remain an all-male college. Our ground is pure. I can't allow any bad blood here. Well, they're tainted! James! James! Oh, where is that damn porter? Sidney James, get here this instant. Yes, sir. Run the flag at half-mast. Cancel the May Ball. What is it, sir? They're going to allow women to study at Peterhouse. No.
0: Really, sir? Oh, to
2: think the so proud an erection as this will be surmounted by a woman. Oh, we'll show them, won't we, James? Of
0: course. It's terrible, sir. Terrible. Shall I get you some wine to calm down, sir? Oh, no,
2: I'd rather something a little stiffer gracing my palate. Hmm.
0: How about schnapps?
2: What, the German exchange student? No, the drink. Shame. I finally learned to appreciate his tongue. I'm trying for total immersion, you know. Anyway, you'd better find us some accommodation, I suppose. With pleasure, sir. Whereabouts? You're the porter, man. Just find some unclaimed niche and occupy it. But don't let her get comfortable. She'll be out on her ear before the day's out. Oh, yes. We'll show her there'll be no womb in Peter House. Now leave me. I have to matriculate. Will you be needing a suitable vessel, sir? Oh, no. I already have the horn. (laughs)
3: Hello, anyone home?
0: Hello, love. You must be a prospective student.
3: Yes, I'm so excited to be here. I'd love to be shown round.
0: Well, my name's James, and I'm here to help you claim your lodgings.
3: Oh, you'll have to find them first. (laughs) 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 What's your first name? Sid, what's yours? Windsor. Barbara Windsor, but you can call me Babs. (laughs) Isn't Cambridge lovely? I've visited Kings, Trinity and Magdalene. Funny how some colleges have tricky names. Oh,
0: you'll get your mouth round most of them before you know it. Oh, you (laughs) saucy
3: devil! (laughs) Still, isn't it great here? It's just like that movie. Oh, what do you call it? Oh, yes. Have you seen Brideshead Revisited?
0: Well, I've been married twice, if that's what you mean.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what lovely big buildings you get any night climbers? That's a
0: bit of a personal question, love.
3: (laughs) Do you think I can join a student's union? Well,
0: freeze a crowd, love. (laughs) Anyway, here's your room.
3: Would you like to come in? I could do with a steady hand to help get acquainted.
0: I'd love to. I'd love to, but they got me on my feet for the rest of the day. I've got to collect the deposits students left on their accommodation this year and then I'm off to apply myself to the letters of confirmation we're sending out. I'll be back for you at ten after I've gotten a load off. In the meantime, Principal Williams would like to see you. Why's that? Well, I guess you could say he's between a rock and a hard place. Chancellor Williams.
2: Oh, uh, I do apologise. You um, you caught me fiddling. Now, how dare you invade my inner sanctum like this?
0: I want to introduce your new female intake, sir.
3: Pleased to meet you, Chancellor Williams.
2: Oh, call me Kenneth, Miss Windsor. Now, I- I'll be candid. I feel the Peter House is no place for women. No place at all. We have nothing to gain and everything to lose. After all, what assets can the fairer sex put on our table?
3: Assets?
2: Yes, assets, Miss Windsor. Assets. We here at Peter House run on assets. We spend all day displaying our assets. And you can't get in if you don't have assets. So, my dearest Miss Windsor, what assets do you have?
3: Well, what about these?
2: <laughs>
0: Blimey, I haven't seen a bra come off so fast since the kitchen staff protest of 1916.
3: What do you think, Chancellor Williams? Are these good enough for the role?
0: Um.
2: Uh, well, yes. Um. Very, very impressive. Um. And uh, are these behaviours uh, natural for a girl like you, Miss Windsor?
3: Oh, I should hope so, sir.
2: Oh. Uh, um. This is one of the most exciting developments to happen at Peterhouse for some time. I should say so. Well, it's important to keep abreast of things, after all, James. Yes, sir. Well, perhaps it is time for us to move things forwards. <sighs> Tell the rugby team I no longer require their services. Will
0: do. Does this mean that women can come to Peterhouse now, sir?
2: Yes, James. I think the weight of Miss Windsor's points has been brought to bear.
0: She certainly brought out the big gun, sir. <laughs>
3: this is a historic moment. No longer are women sexual objects, but instead students with the same rights as their male counterpoints.
0: Yeah, exactly. Counterpoints. Lovely, lovely counterpoints.
2: Now, we have some trickulating to do. Babs, come here. <laughs>
3: Is that your symbol of office, or are you just happy to accept me into the student community? <laughs> Quiet
2: down, Babs. I must chant over you. Um, filiote gede Flatus, fletus adjaculurni pricox conjugalis missionaris in virtu anis miserablis servus mortis. Amen. Now, tell me, Barbara. You're hoping for two one. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, oh,
2: oh.
3: oh <laughs>
0: women ended centuries of sexual exploitation at the hands of pasty-faced academics. Women have breasts. And breasts have power. That was Carry On, Up The Count, starring Kenneth Williams, Sydney James and Miss Barbara Windsor. You heard it here first, listeners. That was Carry On Up The Cam, a new radio play by Tony McGough, and its author joins me now. So, Tony, how do you think that went?
1: Oh, tremendously, tremendously. I really think we managed to capture the spirit of the era. It was rude, sexist, unfunny, crude. A total success all round, if I'm honest. So, thanks very much for having us on. It's it's been a pleasure talking to you, and uh, maybe I'll come back soon. uh,
0: One second, one second. There was one thing I was just wondering.
1: Oh, really? Well, well, shoot.
0: Well... I'm just a little bit hazy about the precise artistic goals of that piece. You you say you're trying to attack the sexism of carry-ons, yes? Why,
1: of course. That's exactly what we're sending up. We're trying to demonstrate the horrific sexism of the carry-on movies to the Cambridge public at large.
0: Yes, and you, you say you're sending it up.
1: Of course, sending it up. But, um... But, but, but what?
0: But t- to me it sounded a little bit like y- you'd taken that sexism and you were just copying it. What on earth do you mean? Well, I guess what I mean to say is, what's the difference between the sexism of, of, of an original carry-on and the sexism of your rather exact recreation? I think it's obvious, to be frank. Well, uh, to be fair, I am the host of the most popular podcast in Cambridge, and I seem to have missed it. Uh, what is it? Irony. Irony? Yes, exactly. Irony. That's what
1: I base this script on. Irony is the very fabric which stitches satire together, which allows us to make our points subtly and bring the listeners along every step of the way. Because of irony, we're able to present the carry-on viewpoint without necessarily representing it. But just because you call something irony
0: doesn't mean you can get away with whatever you want. Surely you have some sort of responsibility to your listeners to to clearly demonstrate these sexist comments for what they are, to show that these perspectives will not be tolerated. Now hold on one cotton-picking minute. This is highly hypocritical. Hypocritical?
1: Yeah, that's what I said. Hypocritical.
0: You should watch your tongue, my lad. It is an absolute callous sin to label someone hypocritical, especially a radio DJ—a crime beyond recognition, beyond comprehension or reason, sir. You, you bloody hypocrite! What on earth could you possibly mean by it? That you're just as guilty of
1: this this over irony as I am. Think about it. The Gaza protest, your digs at the footlights, your attacks against Vivid magazine and the girl who posed topless for them. That's all you hiding behind irony to make your point, not having the balls to come out and show your true colours. This is all the work of a hypocrite. What? I mean, you think you can just because you've got to put on a silly voice and take the entire show smoking a hemp pipe, that you don't have to take any responsibility for what your characters say and do, and you think I'm the hypocrite? And anyway, this ridiculous voice you're doing. It's a bloody stereotype, dammit. A stereotype. No one talks like this. No one in Cambridge actually sounds like you. No one actually thinks the things you claim to think. You're parodying a demographic that doesn't exist. You're hiding behind an entirely fictitious persona because you think it gets you out of the responsibilities of your words. I'm calling you on it. Step up to the plate and drop the act. Talk
0: normally. Well, I do not have a heavenly clue what you could possibly mean. Talk normally. Damn it, stop hiding. Oh, good heavens, I have no idea what you could possibly mean. <laughs> isn't even an, an original idea anymore. <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me. When on earth will they learn, listeners? They question my authority, they will get jingled. What's so difficult to understand about that? Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I just jingled the university's leading radio playwright. So next week, we're going to have to try a different genre of radio altogether. I'll give you a hint. It will be called Natsuki FM. Don't forget to tune in. <laughs>